What a blessing it is for you and I to be here together this morning and to hear the gospel that was just proclaimed. What a powerful encouragement for us to be reminded if we continue to live our life on the solid rock of faith that Peter proclaims, that faith that the Father revealed to Peter about Jesus, you are the Christ, which means the anointed one, which means that Jesus is the Savior of the world. And then he says, you are the eternal Son of the living God. If we keep our life deeply grounded in that faith, none of the powers and forces of evil that come through the gates of hell will ever be able to prevail against us as with Peter and with Paul. When they were sent out, the first proclaimers of this faith, it was in a time of paganism. There was intense persecution and there were so many trials that they had to endure. And yet, they held fast to the faith till the end, even to the giving of their lives. This is why we wear red on this day, as we do for martyrs. Peter was crucified upside down, and Peter was beheaded by the sword. Rather than deny their faith in Jesus Christ, they gave it all. They gave even their lives. Wow. And if we ourselves are going to weather the storms in our day, if we are going to survive the upheavals that we are witnessing and all the ways that the, pig or the um, unbelieving secular culture is pervading and not be infected by it, we are going to need a strong faith, a really strong faith. What is faith? Well, first of all, faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that is given to us brings to us the gift of faith, which means that this gift is right now and every single moment is in you, is in me. 
but it requires the free exercise of our mind and our will. Otherwise, it's a gift that remains like a seed that can lay dormant in a person's soul for many, many years. But the minute we exercise this gift, the power and potential is unleashed to connect us immediately and completely to God and all that God is and all that the Lord has done for us. Faith brings us into a real living relationship with God. But as I said, it must be exercised. We all know how challenging it can be to live a life that is lived in faith. If we could sum up the main message of all the letters in the New Testament, the letters of Peter, the letters of Paul, John, and the rest, the main encouragement is to persevere in the faith. And we know from our experience, don't we, that we can fall into doubt. I can fall into disbelief. I can be infected by the secular, unbelieving culture around me, and I can start to think like the world. There are so many diversions and distractions that can weaken our faith. This is why we need to exercise our faith all throughout the day. In Paul's letter that we heard today, it's a beautiful example of a faith that is alive, that is deeply impacting Paul's life. Listen again. I have kept the faith. From now on, a crown of righteousness awaits me, which the Lord will award me. The Lord stood by me. The Lord gave me strength. The Lord will rescue me. The Lord will bring me safe to his heavenly kingdom. Did you hear that? Paul is speaking about the Lord as someone he knows, someone who is with him at every moment of the day, someone that he is aware of and that he is serving, that he is following. The Lord is his life. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Thanks to the gift of faith in me and in you, our life every day can look like this. For example, I can say, when I woke up, 
I turned to the Lord. And then the Lord and I had breakfast, and we talked about the day together. Then I and the Lord got in my car, and we went out and ran some errands together. When I was at the store, the Lord did something. He put someone in my path, and I witnessed the work of God in that conversation. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. That's a faith that is alive because it is possible to be a baptized Christian, to have this gift of faith, but to not live by it. For example, I can walk into a church like this one, and by my physical presence, it can appear to all around me that I have faith. I can even with my lips proclaim that faith in the creed together with all the people. I might even have a storehouse of knowledge of things I have learned about God, about salvation in my mind that is only head knowledge. And I can walk out this door and live my life as if God does not even exist. There are many baptized Christians who live this way. They never pray. They never seek God's will. They are not aware of God with them, working in the details of their life. These are people that do not live to please the Lord and to serve Him, but rather to please themselves and serve only themselves. That is not faith. That is faith in name only. And this is not the kind of faith that will help us persevere. This is why I want to end today with an invitation. If we were to read the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles that speaks about that f- those first months, the first months of the church and how they persevered and kept their faith strong. It says four things. They held fast to the teaching of the apostles. They gathered daily to encourage one another in the faith, which is called fellowship. They broke bread, which means the mass, and they prayed together. This is what the first Christian communities did that kept them strong. This is why I pray and hope you will all consider being part of a formation opportunity this fall that the Archdiocese is offering to help all of us 
extend and create more opportunities to gather together and share our faith. If this worked for the early church, it can work for us. And even if you're not ready to commit today, you can come back another time and let us know if you can take part in some way. There's a table in the gathering space that you can stop by after Mass to be part of this formation to gather and share and grow in our faith together. This is so that at the end of our life, we can say with St. Paul, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Amen.